Welcome back to Tea Reviews. It's been a while, but we're back. Alright, so we're jumping right into our news segment now. And our first piece of news, Ted is going to be introducing to us. So, there was a young 13-year-old girl named Hanya. I'm going to try to pronounce this name, but it might be turn out a little insensitive. Augulars. Um, so, she was kidnapped and killed at the age of 13. So, this was at November 5th at 7 a.m. So, she just went outside of her house waiting to get picked up by the um, <clears throat> school bus. When she was forced into a 2002 Ford um, car. Now, um, <clears throat> a few days later, they found um, they found the car abandoned, and a few days after that, they found what they can't tell, but they they're pretty sure that it is her body. Now, what's even worse about this is that after all this fact. Her dad, who was in Guatemala at the time, wanted to um, go to America to, you know, see, be at the daughter's funeral. But his visa was actually denied um, for that because he is in Guatemala. And so he he was only able to write a short letter um, instead of being there in person. For her funeral. Which I feel like is horrible. It's horrible what happened to him already. His daughter died at the age of 13 from something so rare as a kidnapping and murder. Yeah, and that's and a kid just waiting for the school bus. So that's like what like half the population in America does. And she was just... <sighs> and he could not go and be at her funeral. Yeah. Good news though is they have charged somebody um with it. <sighs> they they do not feel like it was their liberty to say who they charged, but they do say they have charged someone. Alright, yes. so what's next, Emerson? So there was a pageant queen, a I think she she was a former Miss Kentucky. Yes, she was a former Miss Kentucky, and she was, she said she, like, she sent, like, nude photos, like, sexting to a 15-year-old student at her, at the middle school where she used to teach, and it was, um, yeah, it was, she was a teacher, and she ran for Miss Kentucky, yeah, and then, um, yeah, 15-year-old kid she sent uh, sexting to, which I think is unreasonable. That's just that, that's just mean. And looking at her, she looks totally guilty walking into the police office. So, yeah, what do you think about that, Ted? I think it's pretty messed up. I think it's horrible. Do we know how old she is? She is 28 years old. And the kid's 15. That's more than exactly um, 12 years older than the kid. Almost, have, almost double the kid's age. No, that's unacceptable. There's, yeah, It's highly inappropriate. Yeah, that's not right. 
it's nowhere near the age of consent. It, but like, ah. the poor kid. Yeah, I know. There's a picture of her, and she looks totally different. Like, when she was like, there's a picture of her as Miss Kentucky in 2014. Her name is Ramsey Carpenter. Wow, that's a, a heck fake, of a name. A fake smile does a lot to an appearance. I know. She looks, she actually looks like a pageant queen in this picture. But, like, in her, like, conviction picture, totally different. It looks like things took a turn for the worst. Definitely. Now, next up, something a bit more lighthearted. They have found proof of wind on Mars. Now, this isn't much, but it is a 10 to 25 mile per hour wind. They picked up with their recent landing of the InSight um, <clears throat> on Mars. And that's amazing. Yeah. Very, very better than everything else going on, apparently. Yeah, and it was from the vibrations of the ground, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, is there any other good news you have for us? Um, yes. Amelia Earhart's plane. They think they might have discovered it. They don't know. It could have been a rock or something. But it was the right-shaped piece in the right area at the right time. So, they think it could have been. It was, it's a contender in the uh, search for Amelia Earhart's plane. And this is, this is coming from a guy and, um, who recovers old airplanes. And this is, this is like something that's super old. So, this has been something that he's been working on for forever. And, um, it is a, it's a small piece of like something that they think that could be your airplane that's like under the ground, under the ocean, that they like scanned the area. And they figured out that this piece was there. And they figured that it could be part of Amelia Earhart's airplane. So, yeah. Took them long enough, but thank God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, better late than never. But in this case, it's kind of too late. (laughs) So, yeah. They hope to dig it up soon, though. Yes, yes. They're going to send a little remote drone down there or something like that just to see if it's what they think it is. So, yeah, if that's it. I think we'll be leading into our next segment. All right. Talk to y'all in a second. All right. So the movies we are going to look at that are out now is, I think, Ralph Breaks the Internet is the contender. And then the movies that we are going to look out that are coming out soon is going to be The Mule. So we're going to watch those trailers and get back to you real quick. The first movie we listened to was Ralph Breaks the Internet. Now, when I wa- uh, first watched the like first trailer of this movie, I thought it was kind of stupid. The whole, it's not Ralph Rex uh, anymore, it's now Ralph Breaks. I kind of hated that, you know. I liked the original movie when I was younger. Um, it was amazing, and now they're kind of changing the title, and I thought that was kind of stupid. But when I watched this trailer... I could see that they didn't really mention that at all. It was more focused towards (laughs) all the games being broken arcades and then moving on to, well, bigger and better things. The internet. One thing I wish they mentioned more, though, is Dave and Buster's. (laughs) Well, yeah, 
um, the big arcade. If you're not aware with the franchise, it's a big arcade place that you can go and hang out and get food and play games. But yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet was very, it was interesting. The plot totally had potential. This was one of those rare occasions that the plot had potential. You could tell if they went above and beyond with the plot and the script or whatever, it would be a totally good movie. But you could also tell that if they don't do it right, it could totally be like a redo of the Emoji movie. And we all know how that turned out. So what would you give it, Ted? A yay or a nay? I'd give it, um, I won't know until I see it. Exactly. I would give it, it has potential. So the I second, might not ever see it, though. Continue. Yeah, me neither. But it has potential. Um, the second movie we looked at was The Mule, and it is a Clint Eastwood movie, which, um, honestly, after um, Gran Torino, I thought he was done, but apparently not. Um, so he is playing a drug dealer, and I mean, I'm not spoiling it because that's in the trailer. He is uh, playing a drug dealer and, well, a drug mule. So, yeah, he gets into lots of trouble, and it looks honestly really depressing. I was expecting it to be more action-packed, but it's just tension the entire time. It's just like you're just waiting for something to happen, and it doesn't ever happen. But, um, well, I mean, I can't really judge it without really seeing the whole movie, but it was, it looked okay. I wouldn't get bored, but it's just one of those movies that it has so much tension in it, it doesn't really... It, it gets to not be that, like, interesting anymore because you're constantly on the edge of your seat just waiting for something. So what would you, what did you think about that, Ted? I thought it was amazing. I really liked the whole plot of it. Mm, one thing I do want to say, though, was that I agree with Emerson. It seemed like there needed to be more action. Like, during the trailer, this isn't a spoiler because it was in the trailer, it looked like there was maybe a drug bust that's going to happen. And, like, looks like that maybe he's going to get caught. And he's always saying, like, oh, I put it above my family. But, I mean, that does sound, like, kind of boring. But I have high hopes that it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, just a heads up, we're going to bring a special guest on our show at the end. So, if you want to stick around and listen to that. Yeah. And um, we'll get back to you in music. Bye. Alright, so the music we are going to look at this week is by Coldplay, and it is We All Fall In Love Sometimes. So yeah, we'll get back to you soon and talk about it. The song we listened to was We All Love Sometimes by Coldplay, and it was trash. Okay, yeah, I don't think it was very good at all. Um, it, it was really slow, and it's a four-minute song, and you cannot last four minutes while being a slow song, and, yeah, do you want to elaborate on your trash, Ted? <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> so, when I'm looking for a Coldplay song, is maybe something more upbeat, but right now, what we just heard was a bunch of, and I think there was maybe 10 words in that entire song, but they dragged them out so far. We all love some time. Yeah, that was the whole, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole song. <laughs> if you doubt us, go and listen to it. 
Alright. Is there anything further we have to say nope. about this song? I don't think so, but stick around. We have a special guest in the extra segment talking about young people in politics. Hi, I'm Alex, and I support Team of Views. Alright, so the guest we have on our show in our extra segment is Alex, and we heard you are involved with politics. What did you do? Yeah, uh, I was a campaign manager for Keith Moy. Uh, he ran for school board this past cycle, and I helped him get uh, elected. Nice. Well, um, our first question for you is, what did you do to get to the position where you are at now? Um, yeah, so basically what happened um, was I saw that he was running. He's a, a good family friend. Um, and I asked him, like, I'm totally down to help with whatever you want me to do. And he's like, let's do it. Uh, and we did. So that was kind of the whole, whole how I got uh, on board. And Yeah. So, what sort of things did you do to get elected? Like, uh, were you going door to door? Were you putting up signs? Like, yeah. Uh, so we did do both of those things. Um, I think the most influential one, though, was our Facebook page. We we recorded four videos, um, and by the last couple weeks of the campaign, we were posting daily. Um, and so we kind of found that sweet spot. You know, we didn't want to post all the time and like uh, annoy people, but we also wanted to kind of keep that pressure up um, and let people know you've got to get out and vote and you've got to vote for Keith. So, what was the ratio of not annoying people? Was it like once every day, or would that be annoying? So you'd be like once a week, be like, by the way, Keith right? Moore. I think once a day worked out very well for us. Um, but I think even more than that, it's just about making sure when you post something that you have something meaningful to say. Uh, so we posted a lot of pictures when we were out meeting people, um, those kinds of things, where if you're going to post something, you want to post something that really makes that connection. All right. Well, good, good. I'm glad. But um, did you, I know you won the election, but did you get what you wanted with your campaign? What do you mean by that? Well, like, have you obviously, like, for the school board, you had, like, demands, right? You had, like, some yeah. changes and things you want to make better or things you want to make the same. Did you – are you achieving those things? Right. Um, well, he won't be sworn in until the new year. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so we haven't gotten a chance to kind of put his platform in place. Um, but he, what he ran on was that we need more support for our teachers. Um, and that's something that I wholeheartedly believe in. And it's something that I believe can be uh, uh, accomplished. So I'm very excited to see where it goes. All right. All right. Good. So anything more we want to talk about? Well, another thing that we want to mention was that how did you personally, like we know how you got involved in the campaign, mm -hmm. but um, clearly this wasn't your first jump into politics. Like, what right. really got you interested into politics? Yeah. Um, well, I've been uh, one of the founding members of the Wayne County Young Democrats. Um, and so that just started back in January. So it's it's been about a year now. Um, and that was kind of my first foray into 
local politics. Um, and it really opened my eyes to see, like, you can really make an impact locally, and you don't have to be thinking so large-scale all the time. Um, but, I mean, what really got me interested in politics in general, though, is, you know, this kind of feeling that things were happening around me, um, and that it was in my best interest to understand those things and even seek to change some of them, if I could. So, <clears throat> right now, after your personal getting to want to be a part of politics, but heaven knows we need a more efficient politicians around this time. So, mm. what's a way that we could get young people into uh, joining sort of a political party and standing by it? For sure. For sure. I mean, I think small scale what we need to do we just need to let people know that your voice matters. Even before you can vote, it matters. Um, and as long as we can get people to understand and buy into that, uh, then I think we will have no problem getting people uh, on board and getting people uh, engaged in the, the democratic process. All right. Uh, Emerson, is there anything you more you'd like to ask Alex here? Well, I just think what you're doing is really cool with, like, getting people into politics and supporting young people making a difference in society. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, just congratulations. And Thanks so much. If you'd like to join us uh, in wrapping up today's episode, the the big tea goodbye. And so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. One, two, three. Goodbye.